Welcome blonde slappers, aggressive sex crazed 40 year olds and gold diggers hypnotised by shiny objects. This is Sideboob Cinema, your podcast within a podcast. My name is Ricky Orpike. That's John. That's AJ. How are you, you filthy cinephiles? <laughs> well, uh, Ricky, I'm great. AJ, look... Fuck it. I'm gonna. Sh- I'm gonna sh- assume you're good too. All right. <laughs> I am good. I can see. A, I can see a big beaming smile. <laughs> you're good. All right. Now, I think that the intro. It was a bit personal tonight. I heard some. I heard some slams. Now, they were coded, but they were it's there. Right. It's they true. Were there. So you know, and I take my licks. Uh, <laughs> and, and the reason I'm so offended is because they, they're kind of true. So anyway, tonight she done him wrong. 1933, number two of our uh, our three cycle May West uh, gig we're doing here. Uh, had either of you seen this movie before? No. Nope. No. Okay, this is the first one I saw. The first time, really? first May West Ooh. I ever saw was this one, and I was blown away when I when I saw this. I was just like, who the fuck is this woman? Mm. Because I mean, you know, I knew I was more into. I'm more into Cary Grant and James Stewart and, and all that. Uh, the dudes, AJ, more into the dudes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And then I was like, "What's this fucking movie? Where's why are people talking about this woman? I don't get it." And then I just put on this movie, and I was I was just completely struck by it. I was just like, "What." This this is dialogue is amazing. This woman is outrageous, <laughs> offensive. Like, wh- how is she allowed to be so sexual all the time? So I I was just delighted, and uh, and here we are. Mm. So some of her some of her innuendo is like like uh, broken up by her just like moaning. Mm. Mm. She'll be like. Mm. Mm. You've hit it. You've hit it. That's the, that we'll get into it a bit more. It's, it's really. It's those. It's it's just those. The cooing and the yes. the the umming and the hum growling and stuff. She's just going oh oh mm, oh like, and, and that's because if you look at it on the script, it would just be like you know oh uh, uh, you know it just says here that she's just saying why don't you come visit me or whatever you know just come and visit me sometime and then you hear her say it and you go oh she means she means something else. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. She means a poker. May West, she done him wrong. Adapted from her smash Broadway hit. I am delighted. I have heard so much about you. Yeah, but you can't prove it. You can hear her moaning from early morning. Anytime you have a moment to spare, I'll be glad to have you drop in. You're more than welcome. I'll just come sometime, huh? Drop in with Cary Grant and May West. She done him wrong. She's down to pound. <laughs> She's down to pound. So let's find out. <laughs> Just how down she is in the synopsis. Good luck with the synopsis, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Well, I need the synopsis, and I saw okay. the movie. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, pay attention. Here we go. The story is set in the gay 90s, where we follow the exploits of one of the Bowery's biggest attractions, the lusty Lady Lou, played by Mae West herself. She's a singer at a saloon run by Gus Jordan, a local racketeer who she shacked up with after her previous beau, Chick Clark, got sent to the big house for stealing diamonds meant for Lou. You still with me? Mm. Okay. Gus Jordan isn't exactly Lou's soulmate, uh, but he provides her with protection and bucket loads of diamonds himself. So Gus is also involved in all sorts of dirty dealings in order to keep the diamonds flowing. He's juiced into counterfeiting and a little bit of prostitution. And he's part- partnered up uh, with uh, two shady characters, Rita and Sergey, a couple of uh, uh, blow-ins uh, that he's he's shacked up with uh, for those for that purpose. Gus also has to deal with one of Lou's old flames, Dan Flynn, uh, 
who is determined to see Gus locked up so he can swoop in on Lou. So Gus and Dan are, are, are they seem like two prominent business people in the town, and they're sort of at the, the high. They're sort of fighting over over Lou. So basically, Lady Lou teases every fucking male in the story. All right, <laughs> Gus, yeah. Dan, Sergey, and Captain Cummings, played by Cary Grant. He's the handsome buck who runs the local mission next door. She seems particularly driven to turn Cummings away from his clean living life by telling him more than once to come up and see me. <laughs> All right. So she hears on the grapevine that her criminal uh, ex, Chick Clark, is worried that she's running around on him. And let's face it, she is. That's exactly what she's doing. <laughs> she's doing a lot of that. But anyway, she's found out that he's found out. So she heads up uh, to visit him in jail and she swears to his face that, you know, she'll wait for, for Chick to get out. And he reiterates that if he hears that she's been unfaithful, he's, he'll kill her. He just says it straight up. Uh, soon after, he escapes from jail and enters Lou's room and starts to strangle her, thinking she's uh, given up dead ass to Gus. And she has. <laughs> we, we know. We've seen it. Uh, thankfully, uh, he can't go through with it because he loves her too much, and she tells him to rendezvous with her after her show. She does another, uh, another number. I forget which one. One of Gus's accomplices, Sergey, uh, gives Lou a diamond pin that belongs to Rita. That's Sergey's partner in life and crime, uh, which causes Rita to attack Lou. Lou ends up killing Rita in self-defense, and as her body and has her bodyguard uh, dispose of the uh, of Rita's uh, body. Lou plays the men like a puppet master, arranging it so that Dan Flynn is mistakenly killed by Chick, uh, and Chick is shot by Cummings. That's Cary Grant from the mission. And it turns out uh, that he is not some choir boy type, but actually an undercover federal agent uh, called the Hawk who arrests Gus, Sergey, and Chick. Now, thinking the jig is up and that her role in uh, all that's happened uh, will land her in jail, Lou is escorted into a, a carriage by Cummings, not a paddy wagon, mind you. And instead of arresting her, he slips on a diamond engagement ring <laughs> and presumably... They get married to have sex. In that order? <laughs> well, that was back in the day. It's what you did back in the day. Now you have sex and then I don't know what happens after that. You're like, oh, we may as well get married. We've done everything else. Yes, that's right. So anyway, that's the story. I've got a couple of things. I've got some questions that I need answered. Oh. But if the first one is, why does Lou have to only date old and gross disgustos for them diamonds <laughs> that, that is a simple <laughs> and chillingly truthful answer but don't you think it's a little bit like a Ron Jeremy porno <laughs> where, she's pretty where, much a gangbang she's getting where, a train but, but, we're, but we're part of the kink is that he's so gross <laughs> the hedgehog you know and yeah, the hedgehog that's right so now, listen, I know you'd say that these guys in the film were, go were absolute disgustos and creepers, but I think people were just rougher back in those days. Okay. They, 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 these, all these guys, they're probably just average-looking guys. Like, yeah. I, and I think that makes Cary Grant a remarkable specimen. I think if you saw this guy walking down the street in 1890, which was when the film was set, or 1933, when it was actually made, it would be like seeing a unicorn trotting by, don't right. you think? 
Like he, he doesn't have greasy jowls. He doesn't have the oily forehead or the snaggled teeth. He doesn't have a, a body. Yeah, mm. he doesn't have a fat beer belly or a stocky neck. He's got no weird comb over or scraggly moustache. Like I think, I think, I think Cary Grant would have absolutely slayed back in the day. He would have, and he was. He worked right up till. Mm. The end, pretty much. And he was a good uh, looking older guy. He was yeah. like Tom Cruise. Yeah, he's he was. There's you're you're a you're either a Tom Cruise or you're not. And Carrie was definitely <laughs> that. He just had it till the end. Mm. You know, he was he, he he aged beautifully. So yeah, I think you're right. Like the there is we take for granted. It's true. Movie stars. Yeah. I mean, if you're a fucking movie star, then you aren't like a normal person. Mm. And yeah. So the other 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 people in it were. Oh, gross. Yeah, so, Gus was um, gross. Yes, um, well, just wait. Oh, hold, hold on. That. Spider. We'll come, back, come, back, come back to all that. So, but anyway, to return to what we spoke about last week, about the Hayes Code and whatnot, this is a proper pre-code movie. This is what they call a pre-code movie. So when you watch this movie, the feeling you get, you go, oh, oh, I don't, I don't know what's going on. You don't, the reason you don't know what's going on is because Lou is a terrible person. She is a liar and a hua and a thief, a killer, and she gets away with it. She gets married. That you know, she doesn't have to change. Didn't cost her anything. So, mm. this pre-code madness. It's just like you know, there's no uh, stringent moral code being imposed. You know, not, so therefore there's nothing to subvert. But at the same time, that's why this movie is so. It seems so crazy because if you watch. You know, something from a few years later, it just seems like all the oxygen's been sucked out. You know, and you mm. go, "Oh wow!" Yeah. Like, okay, I know, I know what's going to happen. I know who's going to die. I know everything. But in this, fucking hell! Like, I mean, and the stuff in it that that is just there's a there's a shot of um in the we'll get to the prison in a sec, but there's like there's just a shot of a couple of dudes in the same prison cell, yeah. <laughs> and she goes, "Ah, oh, the Cherry Sisters." Yeah. Or something. And you, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you go, what? Yeah. Like, there's so much in this movie that's that's bang out of order. Like, <laughs> let alone her changing, like, you know, seeing a bit, little bit of this and that, you know, which is... I, I think that's but what yeah, makes this film a little bit confusing when, when you sit down to watch it because it's it's like weirdly set in, in one location and you're like, what, what is, like, is, is it a bar? Is it, is it a hotel? Is, <laughs> yeah. is it a, is it like a performance venue? Like... A concert hall. I mean, what what the fuck is this place? And it only takes place in that in that one location. And then, yeah, like you say, you've got all this weird, like like the dancing girls. They're they're pretty risque in what they're wearing. And then, you know, all the stuff that Mae West is is doing. And maybe these dance halls or these saloons in eighteen nine. Because I mean, the the film is a period piece, and because of the big, the, the great conflation of time and we have no concept of any of this so we you know you could you could easily watch this movie and go oh it's a documentary of 1933 you know because you don't because <laughs> you don't know and i think i if i showed it to my old students but that they would have said yeah oh 1933 was really tough and i'd be like okay this is clearly set not then they probably would have thought it, they probably would have thought it was the 1960s mm. They probably want to get probably. oh that's my mum's generation they probably would have said yes no it's, <laughs> that's true Whereas this, whereas what's funny about this is that this is like Greece. This is a period film. Then they're 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 interested in 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 then there is an air of of weird nostalgia for because you see it at the beginning of there's obsession with lager beer and like the mm. you know all the, the the people riding the old bicycles and some yeah. pop songs of the day and stuff yeah. like that we hear again terrible 
old stupid music. That guy's songs, the yeah. guys, oh, come God. on, Ricky, talk to me, come on. <laughs> My <laughs> And I was well, just like... Well, it's 1890, it's 1890, so it's like, you know, it's... it's the, the, the jazz era hasn't quite hit. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, so it's in this weird in-between place between classical no music and, and jazz music. But but the other thing that um, that might impact that, that I was trying to work out, is that some of the movies around this time, because uh, sound was, was a fairly new thing and they hadn't quite worked out how to sync sound in post uh, to the film. So a lot of the sound was recorded to film live, live. Yeah. so and I, I'm not quite sure if that's the case with this oh. film but with some films like that orchestra that's there could have been the orchestra that played the music that you're hearing but directly live onto that onto that film oh, so wow. there's there's a lot less you know obviously acoustic treatment in that room and and it really impacts the sound quality having to record it all live and it also makes it a fucking nightmare too, you know. If the band screws up, you've got to go for another take. You know, it's not just if the actors screw up; you've got all these other elements at play. So I think that impacts the sound quality, mm. and you know, even those Mae West songs, like like because you, John, you sent us a version of a Christina Aguilera mm. version mm. of um, well, "Guy What Takes His Time." Yeah, and I'm like, wow, this is a proper song, but you don't really hear it that well in the film because the 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 music sounds really tinny and Mae West, you know, she's not the best singer either. So I think that has an impact on... Did on you just say it. she was fat and she can't sing? <laughs> <laughs> and Katie, my wife Katie, every time she'd come past, she'd go, oh, she's not good, is she? And she'd just slam, 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 you know? And I'm like, all I was looking, thinking was, jeez, man, women are... Yeah. You know? But, you know, there was no auto-tune back in 1930. <laughs> What takes his time? I'll go for any time. I'm a fast moving gal that likes some slow. Got no use for fancy driving, wanna see a guy arriving in low. A guy what takes his time? I'll go for any time. I'm a fast moving gal who likes some slow. Got no use for fancy driving, wanna see your guy arriving The songs are what they are, and, and, and so that when, when something is good, it is properly good, because you're like, oh, wow, it's fought through all of those things you just said. Yeah. So maybe just a couple of quick questions before we get it, move on. Um, did Lady Lou get away with murder? Didn't she kill Rita and have the body disposed of? Well, Rita falls on the knife, though. <laughs> so with no court, we don't need a court case. You, well, actually, you'd fit in with 2022. <laughs> we don't need a court case. Believe we all know who women. did it. I believe all women, and we don't need. We don't need to know. We don't need to know, mate. You know, just 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 do it on Twitter. Figure it yeah. out. So yeah. Anyway, she got. I think she got away with it there. Yeah. Is Lou juiced in with Rita and Gus? Um, a big the reader's this sort of the uh, madam of the Barbary Coast, and Gus is her her dude, and Sergey, whatever the fuck he does. But Sergey, Lou, <laughs> Lou, because there's this there's this girl Sally, this young mm. thing who comes up, and basically she just gets signed up to, you know, reality kings or or bang bros. <laughs> 
or, or bang whatever. Bus. <laughs> bang bus. She just gets she just gets oh, bang bus. And and fake so taxi. Sally, yeah, so Sally gets fake taxi and. Lou is just like, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll set you up. And, like, she's all, like, you know, all over it. Like, she's, you know, because Lou's not in the bang bus. No. She's happy to see Sally. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Young Sally. I think she would be very useful to us. How charming. How lovely. Come, sit over here with us. What a sweet, innocent face. Can't you do something for her, Rita? Can you sing and dance, perhaps? Well, not very well, I'm afraid. Well, uh, but you'd be willing to learn. Yes, I guess so. Well, then I think I can find you a very nice position. Uh, have you heard, perhaps, of the Barbary Coast? No, I don't think so. But it wouldn't make any difference. Well, uh, your people, your parents... Oh, I don't want them to know anything about me. I don't want them to know where I am. <laughs> you just leave everything to your friend Rita. <laughs> there you are. Come with us now, little girl. We'll take good care of you. But Sally was weird. Like, like when she first comes into the hotel and she tries to commit suicide, like, it, it's really ambiguous. Is she drinking poison? What, yeah. What's the deal? And then that guy, he runs in and doesn't just, like, stop her. Like, hits her with a stick. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that was how you solved all your problems back then, especially with your wife. That's all right. You were like, has she done something wrong? And hit her with a stick. Yeah, Has she tried to kill herself? Hit her with a stick. And, and then, then sell her into prostitution. Yeah. yeah. And then someone says, oh, did she, you know, did she put those ladies bets down for you? And you go, yeah. Well, did you stick her? Yeah, I did. Definitely. <laughs> I, got with stick. I always did her with a stick. <laughs> so, uh, now the last one, did chick, this is um, Lou's ex-partner. Um, now this is just a small thing. He went down. He went down initially into jail because he stole diamonds for Lou. Yeah, ain't no biggie. Right. <laughs> Everyone in that prison is there because of her. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Everyone. So that yep. she knows every single inmate. One guy says, "If you hadn't turned me down, I wouldn't have landed in here." There's two hugging men. I don't know what their deal is. But, <laughs> but then, then, uh, then um, chick. I mean, Chick is getting mugged, oh, good and yeah. proper, you know. He's in a prison. Think of what a hell realm this is. He's in prison, surrounded by guys who've either tried or have nailed his the woman he's obsessed with. <laughs> you know? Oh, hello, Shotty. What are you doing here? Five years. What for? I forgot what my mother told me. Should have tied a string around your finger. <laughs> Hello, Lou. Bobo, I didn't expect to see you here. Yeah, if you hadn't turned me down, I never landed in here. Say, Lou, how about give me another chance when I get out? When do you get out? Fifteen years. That's a date. Hello, oh, Lou. Cherry sisters. <laughs> Say, Lou, you gotta help me get out of this. Who, me? You gotta. I've been framed. You gotta let a pull. You can get me out. It's a frame. I tell you, it's a frame. You're the right picture for it. One of the fastest guys in the business, but he's taking his time now. Hello, Lou. Hello, Lou. And what is this, whole home week? And all she wants is diamonds and jewellery. Again, diamonds. Yeah, it's the shiny objects. <laughs> AJ, I feel like the, no one talks about it. We mentioned it last week, the diamonds. Because the reason I ask about diamonds is because Sheryl Sandberg doesn't talk about diamonds. Like, she says, if, if you said, oh, Sheryl, do, do you like Tiffany's? She would go, no, I don't. What I like is a, a balanced 
you know, budget or something. You know, she wouldn't, she would act, but, but I feel like she would be going to Tiffany's but not talking about it. Definitely. Definitely. I knew it. <laughs> like she'd go, oh, like, like it's all a big show. I feel like all these women who are leaning in are like, oh, yes, yes, it's so good to, you know, just like get it done and be a girl boss. And then what they're really doing with their money it's is getting shoes diamonds. and diamonds. Yes. <laughs> you yeah. know, that's what they're doing. Yeah. You know? The bigger, the yeah. better. Well, you know, Mar- Mariah Carey has an entire floor of her mansion devoted to shoes. She's fucking crazy. Yes, but hot. I love, I love music box. It's <laughs> 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 a long Hero. time ago now. That would yeah. have been on repeat a lot. Had it on CD. Of course, yeah, it did. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Dream, dream lover. <laughs> So, Astro, you mentioned uh, with the Hayes Code last week uh, the term white slavery and that they had a problem with white slavery. Well, um, I read in a, in a 1933 review, which we'll talk about later in reviews, but they mentioned the term white slavery. So I, I get the gist from this, uh, from this review that they're, they're actually talking about forced prostitution when they're talking about white oh, slavery. I got you covered. I got oh. you covered, man. All right, because this this was really confusing. We did talk about white slavery, and it is forced prostitution. It's it's, and I've got some uh, just a quick excerpt I'll read here from a couple of you know this I found on this sort of woke academic site. Um, they'd done a whole paper about it. This is called Anti-White Slavery Legislation and Its Legacies in England. Um, now it says the dominant Quote, the dominant white slavery discourse was largely constructed around the crude juxtaposition of dangerous foreign men and innocent white women. The similarities with modern-day anti-trafficking rhetoric are striking. Both narratives, particularly in popular culture and the media, toy with details of innocence and the ruin of the victim, coupled with the demonization of foreign men. Victimhood in the white slavery discourse was constructed not only in terms of gender and class, but also race. Anxieties about race, nationality and immigration underpinned much of the debate on trafficking. Race was both explicit and implied in the white slavery discourse. It was not until 1921 when the League of Nations International Convention to Combat the Traffic in Women and Children replaced the term white slavery. Could they not have made that a bit shorter? Like, I mean, (laughs) fucking hell, like... White slavery, I know what you're talking about. And the other thing I've got to say, okay, sit down for 10 minutes while I tell you. Okay, uh, with racially neutral traffic in international law, references and comparisons to transatlantic slavery were frequent. Oh, this is where it gets juicy. Were frequent in the campaigns to end trafficking on all sides. Campaigners of women's rights and evangelical vigilance toyed with the racialized metaphor of white slavery from the beginning of the movement. Dyer, that's some critic, had called white slavery, quote, more cruel and revolting than Negro servitude, close quote, as it was directed at women, as Anne Irwin has argued in the white slavery discourse, the degraded black slave was replaced by the demoralized white woman. So that's a lot there. <laughs> so it's so the idea and the, and the, and this we, and this website was all up in arms. This other one that quote uh, it's called Open Democracy or something. It's a sort of like woke think tank where they tell you what the proportion of you know uh people of color and that that are work there in percentages and stuff like that so just so you know so am i to understand that the the general uh thesis is black slavery bad white slavery good is that what they're saying 
Well, weirdly, it's it's a weird one because because they're critical. They seem to be critical of the term white slavery because it's it's preying upon, it's you know the idea of I guess black slavery or it's saying, you know, um, that no, what they object to is 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 that because part of the part of the reason was that you couldn't when they brought when they created these laws, you you couldn't be considered um, someone who a victim. Uh, and this is a quote here. This is in the legislation. So, uh, a definition of a trafficked girl in 1885, the involuntary prostitute, uh, made it an offence to procure, quote, any girl or woman under 21 years of age, not being a common prostitute or of, or of known immoral character, to have unlawful carnal connection. So, they put in these words, not not being a... Con- so, if you are a prostitute already... Uh, or if or if you are known <laughs> of known immoral character, then you don't you can't be considered trafficked. So in this story that we've seen, Sally is trafficked. She can be someone who is is involved in white slavery, but Lou isn't can't because she's she's considered to be of immoral immoral character and already engaged in a brothel. So so but so if you're if you're already a prostitute, but then you get farmed out to the Barbary Coast and get nailed by black dudes. No, no. That that's a kid that that's akin to stepping up from being like a webcam girl to to a full porn star, is that? No, it's more simple than that. It's they're just the way they thought about it then was well, put it this way: If I cover you with a bucket of water, can you get any more wet? <laughs> <laughs> so they're just saying, like, once you be a hooker, then that's, that's your. It, that's it, right? So I guess the, these wokesters are—they're are, all like, because you know, at the beating heart of their ideology is that sex work is real work. You're a girl boss. You know, you should be like we should. Not only should we we protect like prostitutes which yeah obviously we should protect all of our citizens but we no but not only should we do that but we should like encourage and exalt what they do and we should like have units at school that teach how to do it better and you know what i mean <laughs> no, but that this, this sounds strange but that is always this undercurrent of like you just part of you goes look you know i get it like you know we don't want to have we, we want every we don't want violence and we don't want any bad stuff to happen but at the same time you know, having sex with money is not great, right? And they're like, "Well, sex works real work," and you go, "Well, it it is it real work." But but but, you go, but if you're a white slave, presumably you're not getting paid, though, right? No, yeah, oh. the Barbary Coast thing's different. I guess that seems to be like you're being forced into it, mm. and um, and that's how how it goes. So, but there's this undercurrent, I guess, that they're they're rightfully pointing out, which is the idea that that um these foreign men are coming in and pulling it off, right? Well, that you know, kind of is true in some circumstances. If you look at, say, Rotherham, the the grooming gangs in in Rotherham and other and other parts of the UK. That is true. Yeah. Well, they, they but they were. Yeah. I, I I think if I say any more about that case <laughs> without reading up more, <laughs> you get cancelled. Well, cancelled. Defamation. Yeah. <laughs> Defamation. Uh, but yeah, that's interesting. Perhaps we can talk about white slavery in uh, in more detail another time. But either way, but, but 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 this film does have some dark subjects in it, right? Like it's not like prostitution. They make it seem like a bit of a lark, but at the same time, yeah, not because it's like I mean. Well, well, I wonder. I wonder how much darker it would have been in the original stage play because this. This um, this film is actually based on a play uh, that Mae West wrote called Diamond Lil, and the big one. Yeah, and, and and Paramount bought it in 1931, and then they spent two years trying to figure out a way 
of getting the material past the sensors. Um, it actually, the battle over, over trying to adapt this to work actually led to the head of production, uh, of the production board, James Wingate at Paramount, quitting and being replaced by a much more hardline guy called Joseph Breen, who was prompted uh, to set up a fairly stringent and moral production code. He's one of the, the successors of, of Hayes. That's the, right, Hayes yeah. Um, so I, I think it... it, it also, I've read it, it transformed into a slightly watered down uh, version, and they had to rename it as well because Diamond Lil was was a bit uh, was well known because it had a large run on on uh, on broad on Broadway, I think. So, mm. um, yeah, I wonder I wonder how how different the play is to the film. Yeah, well, well t- you know, like traditionally, uh, cinema is is massively behind certainly the novel and. I would say theatre as well. Like the, the I, I know that because, you know, when you read Streetcar, you read Streetcar Named Desire, and and you know it's a lot more frank. The yeah. the endings more straight up, and then you watch the movie, and they've softened it, and you go, oh okay. So that definitely this play would have been had had more rougher edges in it. I am delighted. I have heard so much about you. Yeah, but you can't prove it. Yes, I wasn't always rich. No, well, there was a time I didn't know where my next husband was coming from. Well, surely you don't mind my holding your hand. It ain't heavy. I can hold it myself. You know, ever since I sang that song, it's been haunting me. It should haunt you. You murdered it. Your bath is ready, Miss Lou. You take it. I'm indisposed. Haven't you ever met a man that can make you happy? Sure. Lots of times. Listen, when women go wrong, men go right after them. The men of my country go wild about women with yellow hair. I'm glad you told me. I want to keep straight on my geography. I'll just come up sometimes, see me. So all this is your famous collection, eh? Oh, this is just my summer jewelry. You ought to see my winter stuff. I see. You know, it was a toss-up whether I go in for diamonds or sing in the choir. The choir lost. Well, before we go any further, let's talk box office. So... Uh, the film was a huge success. It grossed $2 million domestically. That's, you know, $1933 uh, with a budget of uh, 200000 So it did well. This is, the, is this the one that saved the studio? It is, yeah. yeah. So it saved Paramount. And uh, they were so grateful to Mae West that they've named a, a whole building Paramount after Well, her. because basically, you know, if, if it wasn't for Mae West, you know, you wouldn't have... Uh, Mission Impossible 7, part one and two, <laughs> coming out next year. <laughs> I saw the trailer for you. So, yeah, it's amazing that a whole studio hinges on on, on, on a film. Mm. Yeah. You know, that it could it's make or break, you know. Well, film budgets are so big nowadays for, for some of these Marvel movies. Like, you, you could imagine that a few flops of that sort of magnitude because they cost so much money could actually sink a studio, right? I'm desperately mm. waiting for it to happen. <laughs> I, I desperately want Batman and Robin style flops to come back because it's just unending, you know, these, these silly movies. So I, got, I was watching the movie this time and, and, cause I, and I watched a bit of a do- another documentary on my West. What a fascinating lady, you know, just other random little things like in her private life she was into... ESP and psychic readings mm. and stuff. Don't you think that is such a Hollywood endeavor? Like like rich Hollywood people getting together to like do a seance yes. in some mansion. <laughs> but but this they've got a couple of points that are all sort of related. It is absolutely the most Hollywood thing to do ever. But cause I, but I remember 
watching Prince to, on an interview like of some talk show you'd never heard of, like it wasn't Letterman or anything, it was just some random little show. I've seen a little clip of it. Him talking about chemtrails and how he believes in chemtrails or him talk, talking about real specific Bible stuff because he was a minister or whatever, you know. It's not mainstream talk show stuff. It's stuff like in between the... The lines, you know, or, or or finding out that Dan Aykroyd is, believes in oh, crystal skulls. He's yes, crazy. yeah. But we, th- th- I, I, the more I think about it, I want people who believe in crystal skulls. I, I, I want interesting people. Yeah, we've got fucking bores and literal bores. and they're trying to take away. You're like, because if you say, if you go, oh, you know, and I know it gets a bit serious, but if you were like, yeah, man, that religion, and I don't believe this, but it's like that election was totally rigged, stop the steal. You know, if you are a bit like that way inclined, there are people out there who who want you wiped off the face of the yeah. earth. <laughs> like they, yeah. they, don't, they, 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 not only do they get so angry that you believe something does, that's not real, um, but they want you. They want your race. So, w- why park this for a second? But what the fuck happened to being allowed to believe stuff that isn't re- isn't real or isn't? Yeah. Well, like, is why kooky. can't I? But why can't I? Yeah. Why can't I believe in ESP and 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 all that? Like what and the X Files and and all that shit. Why, what's wrong with that? You know. Now, now it's beyond the pale. You know. So, um, secondly, this is the more important point. So she's so Mae West stages her play Sex on Broadway, right? And 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 it's a it's a scandal, and she's like totally out of step with the times. She she just goes with all the restrictions that are on her. She says, "I want the word sex in lights on Broadway." Now my question is, you know, I mean, she didn't she, she didn't she she just knew what needed to be done. You know what I mean? Like she met the moment and it's not really about sex. It's not about that. It's about an attitude and it's about, you know what I mean? Um, so who, this is maybe rhetorical, but I'm interested. Who is saying what needs to be said today? Who Who is uh, saying the unpopular thing or going against the grain, uh, you know, and having that attitude? And because I feel like it's no one, uh, you know, or... You know, I guess what, you could what, say what about comedians like Gervais. yeah, Chappelle or Ricky Gervais? I guess so. Yeah, they are certainly doing it to a certain degree, but like, uh, but it just feels different. I don't know. Like, like something we need, we need some, like maybe keep it in the acting Hollywood thing. Yeah. Like, like yeah. even someone like Tom Cruise, who who you know, I, I love Tom Cruise and I loved Maverick and I'm all about it and all that. But at the same time, we need someone like Tom Cruise to yeah. You know, I guess he like, partly did. By not engaging in all the other stuff, like like he didn't he didn't put non-binary nonsense in Maverick. But he didn't say like he, he know, didn't Maverick. give everyone his pronouns when he rocked up at, at flight school. Um, Maverick, he him, you know, like, <laughs> like he didn't do that. But but at the same time, like who is going against any of this shit? Like I don't know. Like I feel like we need something like Arrested Development now, like where you. But even back then, that wasn't going against anything to no. say. No. That was just great. Yeah. You know what I mean? So who is going to put the billboard up and light it up and say, it's a scandal, isn't it great? Because I feel like that, that, that we've got such a Salem-like atmosphere that anyone even attempting to do that is erased. You know, like, yeah. So you're not allowed to believe kooky shit and, and you're not allowed to take any risks because there's an immediate shitstorm. And so what we get is just these creepy, creepy movies, creepy artists who... 
all yeah like th what they want to do is make a black and white video of them all singing imagine which i hate by the way have yeah. i ever told this i hate that song yeah i don't think it's going to be american it's going to be an right. outsider well what European, about what about yeah. matthew UK. mcconaughey he went to the white yeah. house the other day and moaned on about gun control he yeah. did but it, i felt like he had a slightly different take to be fair, I had to, I haven't seen it, so so I do because I, I can't click on everything. I can't. Like I saw a picture. I just looked at it and I was like, "You want me to click? I'm not clicking on this." Like the Biden White House is. Like, I, I, I think you had a pretty balanced view of it, really. Okay, all right. Well, no, I, I mean the gun thing is a whole whole other thing, but um, you know, it it's just that he was in, uh, the very, uh, what is it, like the Skeletor. The, the mediocre Skeletor's lair of the Biden White House. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Of just all those, they're all, all the bad guys, just just rich elites who are beyond imagining, like, you know, like it's so corrupt, you know, you, the, if you can be a press secretary there for like five months and then like all you want to do is just get on MSNBC and be part of the machine, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, like, you know, so get I don't know. I don't show. know. Mm. You get your own talk show, so so I don't know. The, so the point is, it's just like I, I'm waiting, uh, you know, for. I mean, someone said in the, one of the documentaries they were like, "Oh, every twenty years, uh, um, someone in America comes along and says you're not allowed to do this." And, I, and and Katie was in the room, and Katie was like, "Oh, wow, that's like now." And I was like, "Yeah, we are in a time when, mm. when in America they're going through another one of these panics where, oh, you're not allowed to do this, and and what's that? I don't know, like." Ricky, anything you're about, pretty much. Definitely. Pretty much. It's what you're not allowed to do. But yeah. I, I think it's the, the lack of imagination. Mm. Yeah, that, it's true. Yeah, people are just bland. Like, but, 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 but what's so funny about that is, I, I mean, this is so random. My mind's like a pinball today. But, but I was just watching a random clip from Braveheart, like that YouTube pushed me before, because I know I love Mel Gibson. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> And I don't care what he's done. I don't care what he said. I love him even more. So, uh, <laughs> so it showed me a clip, and I was like, "Fuck, man! You wouldn't even get Braveheart now. No. Yeah, like you wouldn't even get Bra you wouldn't even get Braveheart. Like Braveheart's a, an amazing the movie. Now, like no. you're not getting anything. You wouldn't not, get Frasier. No, you, get, you wouldn't get. He no. wouldn't get Frasier. And and that's like, I mean, yo, yo, I've been watching Frasier again, and and the lines in it are edgy as all get out. Like like um you know random little lines like that Daphne says. I won't go too off down this track, but she says. When I first came to this city, and she goes, I, I, you know, I was really scared or whatever of, of the big smoke and whatever. And she goes, but then a lovely old man came up to me and he handed me a piece of paper. And I said, oh, this, see, this place isn't so bad. And then I looked down and I read it and I said, that's not how you spell fellatio. <laughs> <laughs> so, so great stuff. Great stuff. Transgressive, yeah. weird, like, you know, interesting stuff. Whereas now they'd be like... What's wrong with Felicio? Here's a picture of, I don't know, a non-binary person doing it. Show it to your kids. And you go, <laughs> do I have to do all that? <laughs> so, I don't know. Is, My isn't point's there a band lost, called but... Machine Gun Felicio? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Great, that's great like title. the greatest name for a band. Don't you think? It is. It is. It, because it's, it's, um, it's transgressive and weird and strange and rock and roll. And they were strange. That's the thing. No, but that's the thing. It's all connected. Fucking rock and roll, man. What happened yes. to rock and roll? Yeah, yeah, it's gone. Like Mae West is rock and roll. Mm. Like 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 whenever you're whenever you're kicking over the stereo and saying fuck the system, like like and, and yeah, fuck you, I'm not, I won't do what you tell me. 
then it's rock and roll. And 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 I mean, I've I've said before on a few other shows, I've I've seen MTV playing like at one of my jobs, and fuck, man, it's all just like so we're so cool or or you know hanging out at the club or but not even not even in a transgressive gangster rap sort of way i don't know like it's just a the whole thing is just it's a total mess i feel like we are in a dread a, a dreadful a really dreadful epoch of of art and and yeah so it just hit me i was like oh man fuck we need a may west we need someone to to turn to write the ship because we shouldn't have to go and see Top Gun Maverick to get to feel something to to go oh wow this is this is actually all the good stuff um, you know ends up being hated by the establishment so everyone we all go and see the Joker and we go oh that was wicked we all go and see Maverick and we go, oh that's wicked because they res- slightly resemble proper movies yeah. do you know what I mean and then all of the institutions gather around and say if you liked that and you didn't like the you didn't like the trans black like Jedi show we have, then you're a bigot. <laughs> and you go, well, uh, you know, I didn't like that show, but um, you know, <laughs> fuck you, make the Joker, <laughs> make something good. <laughs> so anyway, maybe we'll move on from this. Well, I, just- I, I, I've got a question. Why is Cary Grant dressed like a chauffeur, or, or maybe like a, a cop? Context it's, is all gone. It, it, I know it's weird. That 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 confused me, but but he's a missionary, he's and then he turns cop. out to be well, he's like an undercover cop. Yeah. But but at the start, he's he's the, works at the mission next door. But, well, but he's got this, and, this like hat that looks like a nineteen sixties cop hat with no badge on it, and it's like all he's all in black, and it, that that kind of confuses me. But one thing that got me laughing out loud was when. May West's like has got him at the door. She closes the door mm. and kind of in a slightly sexually <laughs> aggressive way sort of comes up to him yes. and says, yes. come up again anytime. And then the, he says, thanks, I will. He delivers that line so woodenly and just kind of walks out of the door. Mm. I, I just, I, I burst out laughing. I'm like, what the fuck? And I had to rewind She's just cock-blocked him though. But, she, but his, he his he response to it was just like, yep, I will. He's been humiliated though. Mm. She she leans in to kiss her and she she like goes mm-hmm. and like stops, <laughs> you know. She goes in and stops him. I, I just think his reaction was like I don't know, not like not good. Good night. Come up again, anytime. Thanks, I will. His first movie. No. Well, he, yeah, it kind of is, he, isn't it? He hadn't done a, that much. Mm. As I said, it's weird to see him in a supporting role. And and the other question I had was: is is what are these pictures that Mae West shows to Sergey? AJ. And, <laughs> and, and and she says she says they're for the bedroom, a little bit spicy but not too raw. Oh. Would you like to see them? She says the nudes. Yeah. Nudes. Nudes. <laughs> Send me nudes. <laughs> <laughs> this was how you sent nudes back the then. The glamour shots. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty yeah. much what she's glamour. wearing anyway. <laughs> True. Yes. Did you get the pictures, Lou? Oh, yeah. I had them taken with all my rocks. When you take a look at these. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like that one. Oh, yes. This one is beautiful. And uh, this gives me a lot of style and dignity. Sure is a pip, Lou. <laughs> oh, would you see this? For the bedroom. A little bit spicy, but not too raw, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh... Want to see the pictures? Uh, yes, I would like very much to see them. 
But 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 we're thinking though. It's all in imagination because mm. it's up to you. She says yes. I've got all my diamonds on, but she doesn't say what else That's she's great. got on. Yeah, just the diamonds. So I yeah. was thinking just the diamonds. But so but you know, I thought that Sergey. I think he's like the 1930s John Travolta. He I, he looks closet as fuck. That guy. Don't you think? La <laughs> Femme. Oh. You saying John's not heterosexual? <sighs> okay. Right. Well, uh, Sergey, yeah, I don't know. He, he's, he had a bit of a, he wasn't a butch sort of dude. But then again, we talked about this. There were disgustos. So what, is he Sergei. not a disgusto? Or? I don't know. Is that for Keeper keeper <laughs> Creeper? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't put him in. He didn't even, he didn't even place. All right. Because he didn't. Well, there's just a hold. line of men. Just one after another. Too after many. Another. Yeah. Too many. <laughs> All right, are you going to hit us with some Keeper or Creeper? Am I? Of course I am. So, Keeper or Creeper, just a couple tonight. I went I went offbeat because I, I, I just thought, you know, oh. I wanted you to be in Lou's shoes. Okay. So, I picked a couple <laughs> of her suitors. <laughs> they the bang are crazy shoes. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I didn't pick Cary Grant because, I mean, there's, there's not really much going on in this. I mean, if you did say that he was a Keeper, I mean, for goodness sakes. Yeah. What's he got going on? That's right. Anyway, first up, Owen Moore as Chick Clark. Okay, this is Chick. This is her, her man in um, prison. Mm. Average build. So I d- didn't think that he was this or that, really. No. He wasn't a weasel, like a weed, but just for average. Indeterminate age. So mm. this this happens a lot in this movie. 32, 58. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> Who knows? 75. Who knows? <laughs> 75, I don't know. I mean... It was the it was just the thing back then. They just go anyway. I'm 37, and they and they look yeah like 65, yeah. and so that was just how it was. It's hard life. Um, he works hard to get you what you want. That's true. That's what I got out of it. Okay, so if you want diamonds, he'll get them for you. Mm. All right. Now he is currently currently serving time as a felon for that. But for um, me, he's serving time. But for, for you, yeah. So that's a good way of Tick. that's all about perspective. Life is all about perspective. <laughs> He is intense, so again, he's got doesn't have a lot of chill, sort of manic, sort of energy. He even says at one point, "I trust you because I love you. You're mine." I'm telling you again, if you double cross me, if you ever let a mother, uh, another man come between us, I'll kill you. So straight up, um, I like that. Devotion <laughs> is the word I had. Um, he wants to love you and strangle you. Yeah, he's, he's honest. That's right. He's honest. Like so that. that's Chick Clark. We'll move on. You can give us uh, what you think in a sec. Second up, Noah Beery Sr. as Gus Jordan. Gus. Now, different sort of vibe on Gus. Portly mm. is what I started with. Yeah. Old. Sure. <laughs> I thought he was pretty old. Old. Ricky, don't you think he was old? He was probably 45. They all looked old <laughs> back then. <laughs> yeah, he was 40. He's like, I'm 45. Yeah, and you go, yes, you are, aren't you? <laughs> successful, <laughs> successful bar owner. Or whatever the fuck it is. I think bar owner undersells that. As Ricky says, this fucking place is it goes off. What is Nanny it? Nanny yeah. it's everything. It's a dance hall. It's a mm. bar. It's a this guy owns the fucking town pretty yep. much. Like, you know. I always forget that. Like, not a lot of options. So whatever you did there was it was a big deal. And think about how many people he's got on stage. It's true. You know what I mean? Like you go to it's a, a play big operation. Now, if you go to a play now, there'll be like three people in the play. Mm. This guy's got 20 dancing girls. So anyway, he's got a few irons in the fire. So 
you might have a bit, of, quite a bit of time to yourself, I think, because of that. Oh, he's, he's I always of, liked that. Always yeah, liked so that. he's not going to be in your grill. I don't think a lot. Like chick, he's going to be right next to you That's most true. of the time. But but um, Gus will sort of come in and out. Uh, so you don't mind a guy with some side hustles? Yeah, no. Okay, good. Well, would it, would it change your opinion to know that your comfort and your diamonds and everything come from the profits of counterfeiting or white slavery? Mm. Perhaps. Oh. I mean, I don't. I'm not here <laughs> to judge how a man makes his money, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good. Good. So anyway, that's uh, Gus Jordan, um, Chick Clark. Uh, is our <laughs> jailbird keeper or creeper? Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I like that he's doing time for me. That's kind of yes. hot. But that is hot. Yes. The killing part, like, mm. might be a bit of well, a creeper. It's passion, though. It is, yeah, okay. and we're lacking mm. that as we've been discussing. Yes, so, passion is a problem, but mm. creeper, we'll go with that. Yep. Mm. So Gus Jordan, different sort of vibe. That's right for Gus. Keeper or creeper? Um, yeah, not like my other Gus that was a keeper. This Gus creeper. from Basic Instinct. That's right. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> Clean sweep tonight. <laughs> Creepers all around. <laughs> I tried my best to pu- push him over the line. No, no, it's good. I, you know, I only want the uh, only the best, like John West. Otherwise, yeah. I will turn into May West and just get rid of give That's anyone right. a go. I know. Yeah. No, no, don't do that. But but in real life, she she like jacked guys. That's right. Guys with huge fucking muscles. Which is weird because, you know, I mean, I, I guess it's all confirmation bias. It's all about who you hang out with. Maybe you guys can give me some different perspectives. But the women I've sort of surveyed, at least on my face, generally speaking, they're, they're not that into, they say they're not into muscly guys. Mm. Like, to, to a point, you know what I mean? probably. Like like these yeah. guys, these got like like Arnie, like b- proper bodybuilders. Like that's no, but like I don't extreme. know a lot of chicks. I don't know a lot of chicks who who are like, oh, 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 yeah. look at that, and and it's like a guy, a guy, proper, yes, built, I know. yeah, guy, like athletic, mm. yeah, okay. They're like, oh yeah, he's he's yep. got something, like, but they're not like salivating. They don't want to, yeah, hang off his big biceps. But yeah. then you watch Love Island, and then they're all just jacked. So yes. Well, that's the thing. I don't mm. know anyone who like watches Love Island. Like, <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> well, I do, but but they all. But say, you don't talk about jacked guys. No, but they all say I like good crack. I like I like um, good banter. Everyone's always about the banter. Yeah, they're mm. all about banter and all well, of that. The, the criticisms I've heard is that because guys that get that big, they're very veiny oh, as definitely. well. Like the chicks don't like seeing the veins. No. Yeah, but well, think about it. Use your brain. They're getting up at. <laughs> 2 a.m. Yeah. To, to have to protein. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, yeah. like, 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 yeah. And if you, if you look like that, it's full time job. It and, is, yeah. you know, because oh, actually, I've always, uh, this is no, no revelation, but the, the clearly, you know, uh, let's make some sweeping statements. <laughs> my, my read on it is that, is that women like to be uh, um, chased and wanted mm. and felt, you know, in, in, in like, um, uh, I don't know, appreciated. And if you are a full Patrick Bateman like <laughs> guy who's jacked up, then clearly someone's in front of them, and that's you. Yeah, you're you're like, well, you know, yeah, I like that ass, but you know, the the uh, the you know, I kind of like my ass. That's exactly right. Well, yeah. 
and look at it. Yeah. Look how good that is. Why don't you look at <laughs> my ass? And it's ass. boring. You've got to eat right all the time. You've got to go to the gym, yes. spend hours. Yep. It's yes. boring. You've got to drink breast milk. Yes. What? <laughs> apparently, apparently, bodybuilders do that. There's a big industry in uh, imported breast milk from India. Apparently, oh, yeah. it's like a couple of hundred dollars a liter to get breast milk. Okay, well, we'll put the URL in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> so, before we get some trivia and some reviews, I just wanted to run through this quickly. AJ, here we go. So, you heard one of the songs in the, in the, in the show, right? A guy what takes his time. Here's some lyrics. A guy what takes his time, I'll go for any time. I'm a fast-moving gal who likes him slow. <laughs> <laughs> Got no use for fancy driving. Want to see a guy arriving in low or in love. People are not sure about what that line is. I'd be satisfied, electrified to know a guy what takes his time. A hurry up affair. I always give the air, but wouldn't give any rushing gent a smile. I could go for any single who would condescend to linger a while. What a lullaby would be supplied to have a guy what takes his time. So... That's one of the songs. Compare that to these lyrics right here. Yes. I said certified freak seven days <laughs> a week. week. Wet ass pussy make that pull out game weak. weak. I already know yeah, the words. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, you fucking with some wet ass pussy. Bring a bucket and a mop for this wet ass pussy. Give me everything you got for this wet ass pussy. Now I'll just beep out a bit here. Beat it up. N-word, catch a charge. <laughs> extra large and extra hard. Put this pussy right in yo face. Swipe your nose like a credit card. Hop on top. I want to ride. I do a Kegel while it's inside. Spit in my mouth. Look in my eyes. This pussy is wet. Come take a dive. <laughs> Fucking hell. So don't tell me that art... It, you know, there isn't a progression with art. We've clearly <laughs> improved over time. I know what I like. Subtle. Where, 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 where do you go from there? I, I'm terrified to think of what's next. You know, I think it's just some sort of high-pitched hum that, with 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 blaring flashing lights that makes you piss and shit yourself. <laughs> yes. You know, like that's what's next. <laughs> After that, Jesus. Uh, All right. Okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> Ricky, <laughs> don't you think? Just, just quickly on that on that topic, don't you think it's a little bit more artful when you when you had to write lyrics that suggested a certain thing? Because you don't you have could, to do what they've done there, though. You, you don't have to, but back then, back then, you you had to subvert it if you wanted to to talk like you know, like uh, Bob Dylan's Tambourine Man. I mean, the Tambourine Man was was a drug dealer, you know, so. Hmm. You know, I think there's Did a more. Do you have a wet ass pussy? Pull <laughs> <laughs> out game week. Should have. It was his pull out game week. <laughs> so no, I get what you're saying, hmm. but but what you know, regardless of whether you have to do it or not, you know, you could just choose to because we know that you know adding something up in the viewers or listeners' mind is way better. Like like, and I'm yeah. not talking about it being the 50s. I'm talking about you know it it can be dirtier when when it's in in your mind it can be when you when you bring people to uh uh unconnected parts and they have to join it and it's always yeah. it's always better and uh, i feel like i mean it's just there's nothing clever about 
um, you know, uh, I mean, wet ass pussy. That is just it's too much. <laughs> <laughs> like that's too much. Like like there's lines in Sir Mixalot's uh, Baby Got Back, which are playful yes, and yeah. and and quite funny and wonderful and you know like like and where it's it's dirty and it's even dirtier you know like even the word my anaconda my anaconda <laughs> don't want none you know like yeah like it's a funny word it's a long funny word like yeah. a snake like I and mean, that's really artful you know my anaconda yeah you know yeah. so he's got like lots of they, they, and and great hip-hop ha- is exactly like that it does make you take a double take oh yeah like i love you like a fat lo- fat kid lo- loves cake mm. you know so like yeah. these sort of like great little lines and um when I suppose he's too much, <laughs> ladies, too much. <laughs> okay, let's get trivial. Uh, May West more trivial. Uh, yeah, <laughs> May West was sewn into most of her costumes, so they were like constructed on okay. her. That's cool. Yeah. At sixty-six minutes, this is the shortest movie ever to receive an, an Academy Award nomination for Best Picture, and it's the only May West film to receive a nomination. So it, it oh. is a short movie, 66 minutes. Yeah, I kind of thought that it was going to stop and I'd missed, I was going to miss a bit. That's because I was like, 66 minutes, that's not very yeah, long. Like, yeah. But also, do you think, I don't know, I, I, I think it could have done with a, a few more minutes, you know? Like, I, I, I felt like so much happened in the 66 minutes that it was a bit confusing. So mm. I think they could stretch that out a little bit. There was about four songs, <laughs> five songs. That's right, yeah, yeah. As well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yes, so Diamond Lil, the play on which this was based, uh, originally opened uh, April 9th, 1928 at the Royal Theatre and ran for 176 performances. It was revived three times between 1949 and 1951, each time starring Mae West. Wow. That's so, a long mm-hmm. run. Mm. The censors in Australia, Austria and Finland rejected the movie. It was also banned in Atlanta. Uh, although uh, although they knew the film uh, would fall foul of the senses of the day, Paramount rushed this into production. They were experiencing financial difficulties and needed a surefire hit. Uh, and something as controversial as this was their nearest guarantee. So uh, needless to say, it was a runaway hit because of its notoriety. And I think just the name itself and the history of it brought people in to see it. You know, And as we've said, the success of the film saved, saved Paramount from bankruptcy. Now, let me get on to reviews here. I found an original uh, review from 1933 from Variety magazine. So, and this is uh, director Lowell Sherman turns in a commendable job. He tackles the script with a tongue-in-cheek attitude and takes nothing too seriously. And he restrains Mae West from going too far. Mm, Really? I'm not sure about that. The locale, the clothes, and the types are interesting, and so is West in her picture hats, straight jacket gowns, and with so much jewellery that she looks like a knickerbocker ice plant. <laughs> <laughs> Deletions in the script. You got to, I wish you were doing the voice, the nose voice, you know? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> last week. Yeah, don't do it. Deletions in the script from its original 1928 legit form, Diamond Lil by Mae West, are few, with only the roughest of the rough stuff out. White slavery angle is thinly disguised, with the girls instead shipped to fresco to pick pockets. Character titles are changed only slightly, such as from Lil to Lou, etc. The swan bed is in, but for a flash only, with West doing her stuff on the chase lounge in this version. 
with a strong lineup and others including Gilbert Rowland, Noah Noah Beery, David Landau, and Owen Moore as background, they never permitted to be anything more than just background. West gets all the lens gravy and full figure most of the time. So it's interesting. It says in this um, that the, the white slavery angle is thinly disguised with the girls instead shipped to to Frisco to pick pockets. I don't know. Yes. Is he? Is, it's muddled. Yeah, it's muddled. Yeah, the, the, because we know what's happening, hmm. and so the, sometimes they mention this pickpocket thing, and you're like, "Shut up about that!" I know what's happening. You know, like why? Why are we talking about that? It's clearly like you don't. D- Gus and Rita were, were were the way they were talking when when Sally was there. It was clear. Hmm. We're like, okay, yeah, they're gonna make her do hooking. Yeah. You know? mm. So uh, I've got just a little comment here from the New Yorker, which was a, a modern review. Uh, from not that long ago. It says, uh, West sachets and quips her way through a web of crime and local politics, flaunting a carefree erotic radiance that mixes business and pleasure with gleefully feigned indifference. It's That's got to be from 2012 <laughs> or something. That yeah. can't be from... Yeah, 2022, can, yeah. I fucking knew it. Like, like can, you cannot have anything to do... Because if you believe in year zero, then nothing's good. Nothing's good enough. Like, apparently... um. Uh, May West was, you know, really insistent that that she had a lot of uh, black performers a- a- around her, and, and you notice this in her in her movies. You know, I think she even puts Duke Ellington in one of them. I think, uh, uh, I think at one point, but but it's really noticeable. And, and you know, and 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 yes, they are her maids and whatever, but that wasn't un- unusual on screen in, in Hollywood. But I'm not saying it's uh, it's great. It just uh, wasn't um, wasn't uh, surprising. That's exactly what but, you're saying. <laughs> but the thing is. What they'd be saying at the fucking New Yorker or The Guardian is they'd be saying, how dare you? They'd be saying, the movie should be about the maids and the maids are president. So it's not even so, enough that May has fought for a title in the 30s. No. Is getting okay. paid bank. Has all no. these credits. No. Put it this way. <laughs> they think this is the people, the, the extremists. They don't give Abraham Lincoln any credit <laughs> no. for fighting the Civil War and for, like, you know, uh, having the first African Americans in the White House and, and, like, you know, doing the Emancipation Proclamation. These people, <laughs> they think that they're like, oh, geez, like, you know, fucking, he could have done a little more. <laughs> and you go, well, I think he did quite a, a lot. And they go, yeah, I know, but look how terrible it all is. And you go, look, it's, it is, but we're all born when we're, when we're born. Like we can only do, we're one person. We can only do so much. And they're like, well, bigot. you know, it just would it just yeah, big it. It would just be we'd be nice if he said, you know, like black people, and then he moved a little addendum and said, and my non-binary brothers and sisters and they them's are also free. Mm-hmm. And you go, who? One step at a time. Who are yeah. you? <laughs> who are you? Where did you come from? And can you go back to? Where the other Morlocks live and stay there? Why have we let you out? And they're like, well, Twitter, you see. When they made that, I was unleashed. You'll never put me back. (laughs) All right. Well, the Me Too meter, just a couple of little things because we covered a bit last week anyway. Look, Dan Flynn levels uh, with Lou at one point. This is one of her, her suitors. He, he pulls her onto his knee and says, you can't expect to go around getting men all on fire and think they're going to forget all about it. Well, yep. well, I'm sorry. See, Ricky's saying yes. <laughs> well, I am Cup sorry, tees. Dan and Ricky, but you've got it backwards. It is a woman's duty 
to tease you out of your mind, to drive you so wild that your balls could join the blue man group. (laughs) (laughs) And if you make one move, if you even dare to ask her out on a coffee date, you can say goodbye to everything. Okay, Ricky? The suffragettes fought hard so that women could lead fulfilling lives on their own terms. And if that means deriving a sick pleasure at seeing a man crawl and beg and lick her boot heel, then so be it. Girl power. Okay. Next up. The Hayes Code has restrictions on showing white slavery, which we've uh, covered. This is offensive and antiquated. These misogynistic Puritans are under the impression that selling your body makes you some kind of victim. Well, the only victim when you sell your body for money is the patriarchy, I say. Uh, nothing says girl boss like having sex with strangers for money. Stop being such stiffs. What would you prefer? That women like, you know, meet a partner and start a family and live a fulfilling life of love and laughter? Sounds dreadful. (laughs) (laughs) Correct, AJ. Boring. (laughs) Fucking boring. Peg the patriarch. Peg the patriarchy. (laughs) Now, one last little thing. I know we're not supposed to talk about this stuff. AJ, but we've all known chicks like Lou in this movie, okay? <laughs> just uh, It got me thinking. <laughs> well, no, it just got me thinking. A total wrecking ball, you know, just destroys the whole fucking friendship group, you know, fucks everyone, plays them all <laughs> off, off against each other. I feel like this is what Australian of the Year Grace Tame should be talking about, you know? I mean, don't get me wrong. I want to stop diddling and all well, that stuff's not on, okay? I've, I've said that. I'm, I've said that's not on. But don't you think that her point would be so much more credible if she was like, now, before we get back to sexual assault, for balance, I'm also an advocate for kicking that manic pixie dream girl psycho bitch out of your friendship group tonight. <laughs> I would be like, st- I'd stand up and do slow clapping. I'd go, yes, Grace team, yes. You know, that's that's something I could get behind. And as I said, look, as I said, teachers fucking students or whatever is that's really bad too. I'm just saying that I think there's other stuff we can you know, we can get done along the way. You know what I mean? So anyway, that's a me too meter. Put that put that in your back pocket. <sighs> do do you think this one's a little bit higher than last week's because um of how aggressive Chicky is and the slavery mm. thing? Well, the LGBT stuff, like the... Oh, the guys in prison. You know, and the guys in prison, mm. you know, because um, that was pejorative, like it was in She Made It. She basically she basically called them fags. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don't say... AJ, don't, don't say the F word. <laughs> What's okay. the F word? Don't say it. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, the LGBT stuff, that's no good. She was aggressive. Um, I don't know. Again, I don't know. I would love to sit down with The Guardian, like just to do a staff function, get them all to watch it, and The New York Times, just to sit next to them and then yeah, do that thing where I turn to them and I've got my popcorn and they go, they're looking exasperated and they go, oh, oh, and then I go, oh, and then I go, isn't it sir? And they go, great. And I go, yes, great. That's what I meant, great. <laughs> and then in the next minute, they're like, oh, God, oh, I can't believe it. And I go, I know, I know. That's that's awesome. And they go, fucking terrible. And I go, yes, that's what I meant. 
It was fucking terrible. <laughs> because I have no idea what these lunatics are thinking. Yes. No idea. Zero idea. They are it's like walking on eggshells. You don't know because none of it makes sense, AJ. None of it makes sense. You go like I'm not even gonna go down this track, but this is the sort of shit they'd say. They'd say well, you know, uh, gender is just a construct after all. And 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 at the same time, uh, Caitlyn Jenner is the most beautiful woman in the world. And then you go, so gender is a construct, but but this person, this this biological man is a woman who's beautiful. So, so it suddenly exists in this Alice in Wonderland-like sort of Duh, incongruity. Yeah. <laughs> I see you are obviously way ahead of me. You're way ahead of me. So, Ricky, I don't know what the fuck. I don't know. 10, 11, 20 out of 10? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking six. Yeah, sure. Five, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm confused. <laughs> mm. I'll go with six, but uh, as I said, I don't know. Maybe if you're woke, you can write in and tell, let us know what you think. You you know what? You, uh, and you, you would have encountered this. There are loads of people out there that will not watch a black and white film. Mm. Yes. Well, actually, I I don't mind that now. I used to hate that when I, you know, wanted everyone to watch movies. But now that we've got this dreadful stuff going on, I'm, it's sort of like a sanctuary. It sort of is a natural limiter. Unfortunately, there the, it's turned the, the the sort of the woke stuff has turned yeah, some film critics and that into lunatics, like even more crazy lunatics. But there's a fewer number of them, and. So people not watching black and white movies, it's unfortunate, but at the same time, it just t- it sort of takes the heat off a bit. I can just watch John Wayne and and only once every couple of years, some idiot on The Guardian will say, new transcript comes out and John Wayne, you know, was, was mean to Asian people. And you go, oh, you know, shock horror. The Duke had had bad attitudes. Of course he fucking did. Yeah. Now, can we watch Stagecoach and shut up? You know, <laughs> so that's what I think. Now, are, are we going to do sex tet next week? Well, I think we should if you're if you're into it, or like because because you you sent us a little clip of of Mae West uh, in her in her final role, which is this film Sex Tet. She's eighty seven and she's playing a twenty year old married to Timothy Dalton. <laughs> I have to see this movie. Yeah, well, we, we'll do it because it's. I feel like if we watch another black and white one of hers, I'll, I'll just say this. I'll just go on about Grace Time and all this other shit. So. <laughs> uh, this one looks very interesting, mm. so we'll do that next week. Sex Tet looks off the wall. Yeah, there's random people in it too, like Alice Cooper, Ringo Starr, and, and Ringo Starr, <laughs> Timothy Dalton. Yeah, you know, it's gonna be a delight. Let's do it. Uh, just before we wrap up this week on the New Flesh, we have Philip Magnus. So people should tune in if they want to hear him talk. Uh, fantastic interview. We, we get into Fauci. So if you hate Fauci. <laughs> I don't think he's. I don't Which think most people do. I don't think he's great. If that's what you mean. <laughs> but yes, now Philip Magnus is a wonderful, wonderful guest, and I was, you know, I'm often humbled and awed by our guests, and particularly in this case. Uh, we also have another show coming out before the end of the end of the week. Uh, mano a mano with Yuri. Uh, we're covering Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> so tune in if you want to hear that, and you want to know what that show is all about. Mano a mano, AJ. It's the same shit as this, really. <laughs> To be honest with you, same shit, just, just different you jacking movie. off over buff guys. Buff, buff dudes. <laughs> yeah, it's just men coming together to celebrate. No, just leave, men. No, just leave it at that. It's just men coming together. <laughs> Done. Tagline. Just leave it. Leave it. So that's what's happening this week. And uh, uh, but as for tonight's show, uh, we said what we said. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We, yeah. We, we we've yeah, done worse. <laughs> yeah, we have done worse. <laughs> 
We have done worse. Uh, until next time, long live the new flesh. Long live it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Put this pussy right in yo face. Swipe your nose like a credit card. Hop on top. I want to ride. I do a kegel while it's inside. Spit in my mouth. Look in my eyes. This pussy is wet. Come take a dive.